It will be the Wild West this Sunday at AIG Field as the BC Lions are the opponent for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as they go for the three-peat in the West Final. Kickoff is 3.30 at IG Field, but there's a ton going in and around uh, not only the game that day, but uh, leading up to it as well. We welcome in uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers President and CEO Wade Miller. Wade, thanks for joining us today. You must be excited. Yes, Jim. Uh, looking forward to this Sunday and uh, can't wait and uh, wish we were playing tomorrow. Yeah, I bet you do. I, I think Coach O'Shea probably wants a little bit more time to prepare, but I kind of get that sense from our listeners texting in, and one guy said, uh, I don't care how cold it is, I'm still wearing the Bomber jersey and shorts. That's part of being Canadiana. Talk a little bit about that as we get into this this week. Um, you've played in games like this. You've been around the team in this. You've been uh, you know, the president and CEO of this. There's something special about a playoff game at this time of the year outdoors. Oh, there sure is. And, uh, you know, I think the West final is also even elevates that a little further. And we saw that last year, right? And, uh, you know, it's going to be that same atmosphere come, come this Sunday. And it's just, it's a special place to be and, uh, you know, get her early because we're opening the tailgate, Princess Auto tailgate area at 1130, uh, brought in the, uh, North America's largest mobile screen to watch the East final first. And, uh, you got the Coors Light warming hut ready to go out there too, and just going to be a great time to come early and and be a part of that special atmosphere that you talk about that a West Final brings. And you know, <clears throat> it wasn't lost on me. I heard uh, their quarterback uh, afterwards um, when they said, "What is you know being interviewed? What is it going to be like to go into Winnipeg?" And he brought up the fans, and you know, it's going to be a special day, and we need our fans every time that. That quarterback goes on the field. He needs to remember he's in Winnipeg, and he can't hear himself talk or think. Is going to be uh, really important in this as well. Well, let's get into that a little bit. I know you mentioned the the four hours of the tailgate, which is the main reason I wanted to talk to you, Wade. But you're a football guy. What do you make of this matchup? No, oh, it's going to be a great game, and uh, you know, I think uh, the last time they were here two weeks ago, um, you know, our our players set set a tone and. Uh, you know, reminded them what it's going to be like when they show back up here for the West Final. And uh, you saw that right to the end of the game in a game where, you know, the standings were kind of decided already. Uh, But our guys uh, reminded them what it's going to be like to play here in the West Final. Now, I think most people know all that goes into in and around a Blue Bomber game, but maybe just remind everybody, you mentioned the, the Princess Auto tailgate party going to open earlier. It's at 11.30, four hours of pre-gaming. You're going to have the, the East semifinal or the East final on the big screen. What else is going on in and around the game for people to come down prior to the game and then once the gates open inside the stadium? Yeah, so, you know, in that uh, Princess Auto tailgate area, you know, we have fire pits going, right? And uh, pretty cool experience. You know, our, our fall tailgating is all set up there. And, you know, beers are, beers, the Coors Light, and, uh, $5 uh, uh, until kickoff, both outside and inside the stadium. And hot dogs and drinks are 350 So big barbecue going on out there, hot hamburgers, hot dogs, smokies as well. Uh, that game, like we talked about on that huge screen, uh, will be out there. And then inside the the warming hut out there as well as TVs, uh, you know, so there's a place to go. Um, that whole area stays open until the end of the third quarter as well, uh, that people go there at halftime uh, or throughout the game until the third quarter. And then once the gates open, uh, come in and let's, uh, let's get ready and, and celebrate and watch our team uh, warm up and get ready to play. And it's just going to be, 
you know, the fans bring this atmosphere to, to a game like this, and we don't need to do a lot because our fans bring it. So the excitement in this city is unbelievable, and the excitement and event on Sunday is going to be something to be a part of. You know, I, I think back to the first game this year. I think it was week four or five against Calgary, and I was sitting in the stands, and, and I couldn't believe the atmosphere. Um, like, like just to, I know Bomber fans, you know Bomber fans, but I, has there been an extra level to this season in your mind, just given that they're back-to-back champions? Because I was blown away, even though I'm accustomed to what Bomber fans bring to a game in, in that atmosphere. I can't imagine what this Sunday could be like. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I think that started back August 5th last year when we were the first large event held in Canada. I think that's when it, you know, not that it hasn't been amazing before that, but I think that's where it kind of started. And then that West Final last year finished it. And then it's just been building throughout this year, as you talk about. And, and each game here, you know, what's the most special game? I keep saying it's the last one because it just seems to get better and better. And, and the fans are just so engaged. And we have such educated fans of knowing when to be loud, when to be, you know, so loud that that offensive huddle can't get their plays in right and and they're just so educated and know that they know when we're on offense that you get quiet let our guys work and then get loud again so it's uh it's impressive to be a part of it and you see it when you're sitting in the stands and you know it'd be nice if you didn't have us bring you special things in your seat (laughs) jim like that you know those requests are kind of getting a little old but no i'm just kidding Well, yeah, I, I'm very high maintenance that way. In fact, I was well, I was sitting there with Hustler from from Winnipeg Sports Talk, and and he has tickets all the time, and we were in the stands, and he was mentioning it too, and and then he made fun of me that too. You got to come down from the Bob Irving press box once in a while and sit down here, but it really is like I, I you you forget if you haven't been to a game, and I know most Bomber fans are are pretty loyal that way, but um just the atmosphere that can create there, and then just watching the the Bomber bench too, and how they react to that and feed off that is is an important part of the game. Um, so it's going to be a big day on Sunday and, and everything else. And it just also, you know, unless you're going to Regina, this could be the last time to, to see this team on home field. Um, and that's maybe another added atmosphere to the, the, the game itself, Wade. Uh, tickets still available. I, I know it's probably yep. selling pretty well, but uh, you're also not going to try to get everybody that can get into inside the building, I would uh, presume. No, for sure, and and we do uh, have tickets still left, and we know this week will be a big week of ticket sales, and you know we, we're going to have a crowd over thirty thousand, and uh, you know it's going to be whether we get to a sellout or not, and uh, you know we we need we need to fill these stands for the players, and uh, you know just to make sure those BC Lions remember who the loudest fans in the CFL are. Right. Does it play into, as a former player, the fact that they're a dome team and, and the Bombers aren't? Does that matter when it comes down to a game like this? Depends who you're playing. Depends the guys on the other team, right? Who they are, what kind of character and everything else. But, you know, there's a big difference of practicing every day in this cold weather and uh, or uh, or flying in and then playing, right? So uh, we'll see. And uh, it's going to be a great game. They're a good football team. Um, and we've got an unbelievable group of guys in that locker room who have been focused. And, uh, you know, we're flying around last week and, and, and over the weekend here getting ready for this. So it's going to be a great game on Sunday. Uh, I know you were a fullback, but uh, going along the old old line in cold weather like this, was it sleeveless or did you have sleeves or what did you prefer? Uh, I, I went sleeveless till I got older and smarter. <laughs> uh, and I think 
the last few years I had long sleeves on. But, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of years where you're sleeveless as a special teams guy in Canadian. You had to be, right? So. For sure, indeed. Uh, Wade, we appreciate it. Bluebombers.com is all the information and, of course, uh, your tickets. Uh, it would be great to pack this place and, and uh, get the Bombers uh, going against the BC Lions. Thanks, Wade. Great. Thank you very much. Yeah, enjoy and good luck, by the way, too. Uh, going to be a great game between the BC Lions and the Bombers. We'll continue to preview it all week long, but there you go. An extra four, an extra two hours, a four-hour tailgate starting at 11.30 at IG Field. The East uh, Final will be up on the big screen and lots of specials to get you there and enjoying what is part of Canadian, Canadiana, I should say, in the CFL between the Lions and the Bombers uh, this Sunday afternoon at IG Field. The Winnipeg Ice started the season as the number one ranked team in the Canadian Hockey League, not just the Western Hockey League. They're now off to a 15-1 and start, and they have a titanic two-game set coming up with another WHL team this Tuesday and Wednesday. To talk about it is voice of the Winnipeg Ice and uh, also just all-around good guy and manager of communications, Mr. Brian Munz. Munzee, how are you? Now you put the pressure on, James. Now there's pressure. Now all those titles you have, you've got to live up to them. So communicate with me as a director of communications. How are you doing? I'm great. It, uh, it's been a fun start to the year, obviously. They've been able to continue on what they kind of got going last year, obviously, with uh, you know the magical run all the way to the Eastern Conference Final. And they've uh, continued on here off to a, you know, a tremendous start based on the fact they started 13 in a row on the road and were able to go 12-1 and over that point and are back home right now. And as you allude to, the number one team in the leagues here tomorrow night, the Red Deer Rebels haven't lost in 15 games. So uh, something's kind of got to give here on Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, I knew all about the ice and the great team they've built, uh, not only uh, you know this year but last year, and, and getting to this point where, where they're at at 15-1. and one. I did not know about the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, tell us a little bit about this challenge that the ice faced tomorrow night and, and how they're playing. Well, you know, you spent a lot of time in the league, right? Uh, Brent Sutter's always, always got a good hockey club. And, you know, they've kind of been on that trend that junior hockey teams are. It's, it's cyclical where you have some really good years and then you get into the rebuild and they're kind of right back to the top of the food chain here. They're led by Kai Uchaz, who uh, leads the league right now with 15 goals. And the intriguing part for me is they've either graduated or they traded uh, their two goalies over the last couple of years and they've run with a couple of young guys and they've given up the fewest goals against in the league so far i believe it's 25 in their first 15 if uh, memory serves me right so they've been fantastic defensively uh jaden groups a new york rangers draft pick uh you know they've they've got a really special group of of players that you know create a team and uh at this level you need it's the oldest cliche in the book, but you need all four lines to be able to contribute. And uh, whether it's their top end talent or some of their younger kids, they've uh, they've got a really good group, just like Winnipeg does. So, you know, the next six periods of hockey coming up here tomorrow and Wednesday inside the ice cave at Wayne Fleming Arena are, are really the two marquee games this year in the entire Canadian Hockey League. And Fortunately enough that, uh, you know, they start their regular season series here in Winnipeg tomorrow night. Yeah, it is indeed going to be two Titanic games uh, tomorrow and Wednesday, as you said here, on the ice is home ice. Let's talk about the ice themselves now. Uh, the, the impressive part of this start that I keep seeing is is when I follow the team is that they're winning a ton of one-goal games. 
Yeah. Yeah, and you're bang on, right? Like, And it is different. You know, I've talked to James Patrick, the head coach, about it. Like, last year they'd win so many games, especially in the first part of the year, that, you know, they'd score six, seven, eight, nine goals a night. Uh, they scored 10 opening night in Brandon, and you're like, holy smokes, all, like all this team does is score. <laughs> well, they still score, but, you know, they're a little bit younger. There's a number of new players that uh, have come into the lineup and have played extremely well, but everybody's getting onto the same page here in the first half of the year. So, um, you know, I wouldn't say there's growing pains, but I think for me, and, you know, you and I have watched this for a number of years, that's the fun about junior hockey is there's some mistakes out there that, either need to be corrected or, or might not get corrected, but that's what makes it so fun where you don't just sit and critique if there's one mistake, that's all you talk about for the next two weeks. Uh, you know, there's there's ebbs and flows to a game where, you know, different pucks will bounce the wrong way the odd time and it turns back the other way and then all of a sudden your goalie needs to make a big save and Daniel Hauser and Dawson Cowan have been able to do that, but uh, it's a competitive league, right? Like you can't, you know, Winnipeg is 15-1, and one, Red Deer's 15-0, and 0. And James Patrick and Steve Connor Walchek will both tell you that they don't expect to go into every night and win, but uh, you know they they know they're in for a challenge, and, and that's what you see over a sixty-eight game season. James Patrick has been around for so long, and not only at this level, but at the National Hockey League level. And as skilled as his team is, I would presume there's a lot of fundamentals into their game plan each and every night as well, especially early in the year, right? Like you want to make sure you're playing the right way, and, and you talk about those one goal games. You know, the thing right now I think that he's probably trying to preach a lot about is you don't necessarily, let's say you're up 5-3, you don't need to go make it 6 or 7-3. You need to make sure you can defend. So when you get into the back half of the year and then you get into playoff hockey, you're playing the right way in your own 100 feet of the ice. So, uh, you know, it's been a fun start. It's been neat to watch them kind of grow in different areas. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of excitement with the first-round picks from a year ago and Zach Benson being a top five expected pick this year for the draft coming up in Nashville, that uh, they've got a lot of really exciting young players to watch. And, and again, the, you know, they've played 16 games now, but we've all been waiting for tomorrow night just to kind of exactly see how uh, things kind of line up and shake down here between the ice and the Rebels. Well, and that's why it's going to be two back-to-back exciting games is not just the one game and how these two teams match up, but you get two nights to sort of see how this goes. And as you said, this early in the season, it's important for both teams to sort of measure themselves against this opponent and, and see where they stand up going forward for the rest of the regular season. Well, it is, right? Because especially now that you're playing everybody across the league, like, we saw Tri-Cities and Everett come in this week. Winnipeg's got out. They've been able to go through the BC division already, and the Kamloops Blazers are hosting the Memorial Cup coming up at the end of the May. Uh, the end of May, so had a chance to see what they look like already. Kelowna's always got a good team. You go into Victoria, Vancouver for the BC kids to get a chance to play in front of friends and family, some for the first time in their career. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun to be able to exactly see what all 22 teams are like now that interconference play is back and uh you know they're kind of getting back to as normal as possible here right now with uh, a few lingering covid issues and that kind of stuff but overall like it's, it's back and everything's good again so uh it's been a ton of fun it's been a great year you know when i covered the ice in bc like nigel dawes from manitoba was a big part of that organization and it yep. could go on and on with the manitobans and and now that they're here there's always this talk 
about Manitobans and, and, and when they were in BC, it was all about getting BC players. It's interesting that this team is so good and, and there's players from everywhere. The philosophy even back then was just good hockey players. It doesn't matter where you're from. But that being said, there is some Manitoba flavor on this roster. Well, there is. It starts with the captain, right? Carson Lambeau, yeah. the first-round pick of the Minnesota Wild. He probably plays close to 30 minutes a night. And when you're arguably the best or one of the top two or three defensemen in the entire league, uh, it's pretty special to be able to watch him continue to grow, right? Like, he's 19 years old. He's been to a couple of Minnesota Wild training camps. He got into three preseason games. So it all starts with him on the back end. And then you look at Skylar Bruce and Evan Friesen up front. Uh, you think of a young guy like Jonas Wu, who's still 15, 16 years old. So this team does have a lot of really good homegrown talent that uh, is a big part of the team. Like, it's not just your couple of token players that, okay, they're local. You know, we've got to make sure we've got somebody here for, for friends and family to watch. Like, you mentioned it, uh, the, the local guys that they've brought in are legitimate players here and a big part of this team, and, and it's been really entertaining to see that side of it develop. What uh, stands out to you? You, 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 as you mentioned, NHL all the way down to the, to the WHL and even the SJHL. Your experience. What what's part of this yeah. team that maybe people haven't heard about yet because they are hearing a lot of great things about it. Well, I think right now just the curve that uh, you know you need to be able to survive a long year. Like, yeah, they had a fantastic regular season a year ago, but they were beaten by an Edmonton club that was stacked with world junior players and. And really at the peak of the, or maybe the top of the clock, I guess you can say, for, for must-win now. And they learned that you've got to win some of those heavy games. You've got to be able to compete all the way through when you're not maybe feeling 100%. And it's the same at every level. But with these players that are 16 to 20 years old, it's uh, maybe sometimes even a little bit more mind over matter. And I would probably say that's the biggest thing that I've had the most fun watching is is these kids be able to develop last year and then be able to continue it on to this year. But, you know, we talked about Lambos already. You've got Matthew Savoy, a first-round pick of Buffalo. You've got Connor Geeky, a first-round pick of the Arizona Coyotes. And then you've got really what it's all led by in your 20-year-old players with Connor McLennan, Owen Peterson, and Ben Zalotti that, uh, you know, what they're learning off ice has been huge, and then they've been able to bring that onto the ice. So uh, it's been a terrific group. It's been a ton of fun, and uh, can't wait for tomorrow night. Yeah, Connor McLennan's one of my favorite players to watch on this roster, amongst all the other stars as well. He just has that style that I enjoy, uh, especially at that level. Uh, great stuff, Brian. Uh, two massive games uh, at the Wayne Fleming Arena at the U of M campus, the Ice Cave, tomorrow night and Wednesday night. 15-1 and Winnipeg Ice taking on the 15-0 and Red Deer Rebels. How can people get tickets? They can pick up tickets online at uh, winnipegice.ca. And if you use the promo code EAST, E-A-S-T, if you buy a ticket for tomorrow's game, you get a free one for the rematch on Wednesday. But you have to use that promo code. So looking forward to a big crowd, and Jim will look forward to seeing you as well. Great team and great deals for Winnipeg Ice and a great matchup over the next two nights. Thanks, Brian. Enjoy the rest of the season. We'll talk to you soon. All right, James.